everybody watching hear this right now I am pissed off I am pissed off beyond belief I am hungry I am hungry beyond belief from this moment on I am not taking any crap from anyone or anything in the year of 2024. Anybody who wants to step in the ring with me, anybody who wants to cross paths with me, anybody who wants to call themselves a teammate or a colleague of mine, you only gotta do one thing. Keep the hell up! Hello, and welcome to our January 20th edition of Collision Catch-Up. My name is Aaron Grant. Wow, you almost forgot the name of the podcast. I did. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to pretend like I did it. I looked at you just like blank stared until you I was so focused on remembering the date that I forgot the actual name of the show. Nice. nice. I'm the standard Matthew Grant Kurt, HWE Tag Team Champion. Also, the Crossbody Pro Wrestling Internet Champion, unfortunately unsuccessful in my capture or attempt to capture the uh, Pro Wrestling Ontario Trios Championship last night. So, yeah, let's not dwell on that, though. Uh, we're going to talk some all elite wrestling, some collision catch up, give you the rundown of Rampage. And, uh, yeah, honestly, like a very solid show last night. Uh, it was a really good show. Like, there were truly no bad matches. No. And again, like it's one of those like I don't I don't like to call them bad matches, but just for what really brought it to my attention because I did enjoy it. But we do like reading through some of the reviews the next morning just to get a better idea, make yep. sure we didn't miss anything. And I believe it was I went through a Bleacher Report. I don't think there was any match below a B minus no, in his honest- rankings, and I was like, honestly, that's accurate. No, honestly, like a very solid show. Even like the the matches you weren't expecting to deliver, they delivered. Um, and honestly, like a solid show from top to bottom we had some great storytelling as well which we'll be diving into throughout yes. the episode so um without further ado uh dive into the top three for this week what do you got for you number three uh my number three i actually turned to you after this match and just blatantly was just like i really enjoyed that and that was the cope open that we had of uh cope Opeland. <laughs> cope Opeland. i know i i again i'm i really popped here and i think it was shivani accidentally call it that and now I will forever think of it as the Cope Open. But uh, <laughs> the Cope Open that took place between Adam Copeland and Dante Martin. So I, I got to say, it's been really cool. Um, the first one was Griff Garrison last week. It was Lee Moriarty this week being Dante Martin. Copeland going out of his way to work with all the younger talents and really like making them look good. Um, and he acknowledged that too. Like he literally said, because he spoke on the mic a little bit after the match, and he's just like, he. He said, he's like, respect to these young guys. I'm putting out this Cope Open, and they're the ones that are taking it. And then being like, no vets are stepping up, but all these young guys, man, want to fucking go. And uh, basically saying that he's going to continue to outwork everyone, like Christian Cage said at the beginning of his AEW run, and he's coming for that TNT championship the next time they're in that building. And he's bringing it back to TNT. That's right. Bringing it back to TNT, bringing it back to Collision. But next time they're in that building for St. Louis... Uh, he will be the TNT champion. So, yep. Yep. Uh, making his mark very, very clear going forward. He's still got his eyes set on Christian Cage in that TNT championship. 
But uh, Dante Martin really excelling during this match, though. He came out alone. He didn't have anybody else from Top Flight to back him up. He yep. just came out ready to fight. No water-swallowing action ready with him. No throat goat. No throat goat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, overall, really great match. I'm a sucker for the high flying. And I was even reading online, like, Adam Copeland's such a good base for the high flyers. Yeah, like, yeah. protects them. No, and- that's a really good point. I, I actually was going to say that, too. Like, he's working at their pace, too, and letting them, like, hit their shit. And, yeah. like, that's one thing that I can commend Copeland for is, like, again, he's just letting the younger guys get their shit in and having their time with him yep. and having great matches. Just fun little TV matches, man. And I also just can't imagine on a behind-the-scenes uh, sort of glimpse at things how much how meaningful it is for these young guys to have this match against Adam Copeland. Oh, Someone who we, at one point, really never thought we would see wrestle again. And especially in AEW. No, for real, though. So, yeah, I had to I had to put that match on my list. I, I truly enjoyed it. Adam Copeland, again, as we kind of made obvious, got getting the win over Dante Martin. But still, putting him over at the end. Respect. A lot of respect given. And uh, overall, yeah, I really enjoyed that match. Uh, my number three is, uh, I'm peeking to your list being your number one for this week. And honestly, really? I, I, I can't say I blame you. Buddy Matthews and Daniel Garcia. Um, wow. These two, man. And I can't uh, believe that's your number three. I don't normally judge your rankings, but holy crap. Uh, I was really impressed with one particular match this week that actually bumped up a little higher in my rankings. And we'll dive into that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Because it genuinely surprised me in how good the match was. And not even... Again, we'll dive into it. We'll, in a we'll get bit. into that later. But uh, Matthews and Garcia, holy crap! For one, Garcia getting these big wins lately with the the jackknife pin, and I'm really enjoying that. And such an impressive, unexpected moment. Like mm-hmm. he was he was milking an injury the entire match, trying to really kind of weaken himself. Well, he took I a nasty say. knee, and then uh, Matthews was setting up for a power bomb. Uh, Garcia slips out of it. Quickly catches him with that jackknife. One, two, three. And immediately House of Black jumping in. Immediately FTR jumping in. And all shit just went down. Because it wasn't even just like a quick pin. It was like a full roll through. Yep. Like it looked like Buddy Matthews had him. Garcia fully flipped it back. Yep. Quick one, two, three. And I, like you said, all hell broke loose. Just House of Black immediately in the ring. F- down and then uh, FTR immediately following up behind. And all of them just going at it like referees security the entire locker room coming out to to break it up and it, it took so many people to break those guys up and now we just found out uh, ftr cutting a promo with garcia in the back afterwards uh saying like this isn't done and honestly we're ending this next week funny enough harwood completely botching the state which is he was, hilarious he was, he was so was hyped fired he up. he he's like in idaho did i say idaho i meant louisiana <laughs> <laughs> but hey, respect none of them broke they were all just so hyped. but uh announcing not just an elimination trios match but Taking place inside of a steel cage. I am so excited. Like, we found out about this last night because we had to watch on tape delay. And so we f- we heard about the match announcement before we watched the show. And I immediately looked at you and was just like, this is going to be one of those collisions where that's going to take, like, a full hour. And, and I'm so. so excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be a banger match. But, yeah, no, that was my number three this week. Um, I really enjoyed the match. And nothing against the match for being so low in my ranking. But uh, No, and I'm not yeah. judging your rankings. I just, again, I really... It sh- stunned me but again it's one of those it was a really great show so i can't judge you and honestly like what you got as your number two as well i kind of not necessarily forgot about but uh just with how great the in-ring action was on this episode honestly i kind of left it out see and i i felt the need to 
still put it in my rankings because I feel like I've been waiting for a while for this. For We're the formation of... The Bang Bang Scissor Gang. So first off, the new Bull Club Gold theme goes hard. Um, <laughs> the, the, I actually really dig it. And yeah, the Guns Jay White coming out celebrating their win of the Ring of Honor six-man tag team championships. But not without their newest stable member. Juice Box. <laughs> no, that's not his name. I'm calling him Juice Box. <laughs> they they brought out their cardboard cutout of uh, Juice Robinson. Yeah, the crowd popped so hard for this. It was they they officially retired Cardblade. Yeah, they they don't need Cardblade anymore. I mean, but Cardblade was barely held together at this point. Cardblade, even in their retirement speech for him, he was flopping over. So <laughs> I mean, it's probably for the best. But um, yeah, out comes Juice Box. Whatever. Uh, I don't remember their full name for them. It was four words, something juice, board, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, out comes the... I almost said the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. No, that's what they were in the end. Out comes Daddy Ass and uh, the Acclaimed. Yep, yep. We have and the, uh, not Ring of Honor, AEW Trios champions coming out to face off against the Ring of Honor six-man champions talking about, hey, like... We're, we're not leaving without an answer. You're answering us tonight. This is the final chance. We want to make a super stable. Let's fucking go. And it almost seemed like they were going to do it. And then they backed up, kind of did a huddle. Had a quick meeting. Yep. Decided. And we get the formation officially of the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. So exciting. They cross I'm... over between the scissor and the gun. Interesting perspective. No, that, that's, that's... No, I'm watching yeah. you do this with your fingers. That looks dirty. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's my number two. Uh, my number two was the return of Thunder Rosa to singles action. I really thought about putting this on my list, too. As she went one-on-one -on -one with Queen Aminata, and I, Queen Aminata has been, like, a regular on AEW television lately. In fact... Uh, on Friday night, uh, she was on Rampage as well as she faced off against Chris Statlander. So, I was gonna say I was. This is my first time really particularly like, I would say closely watching Queen Queen Amanada just because again we have to really critically watch Collision and she was a hard hitter. And so they were just kicking the shit out of each other, man. putting her up against Thunder Rosa, who is also a hard hitter. Yeah. They yeah. went for it. Yeah, they were just beating each other down man and the thuds of some of those strikes like that honestly that's uh, why i was so impressed like they they left it all out there and both girls just wanted to really have a hard-hitting match and honestly i truly enjoyed what they brought to the table and honestly it's great to see rosa back um, i was gonna say and like back in full swing too like she's she's clearly taken some good time uh hopefully healed up properly and that's one of those things is you you have to take the like with the injury that she had. Um, you you have to take that time and take the, um, well take the time and get that injury healed properly and let it heal to its fullest of extent. Don't rush back. Don't yeah. Um, you can't really mess with muscles, and no. that's that's a big thing. Is like any injury, but muscles are so bizarre. And so, like, trust me, I know firsthand after wrestling three matches this weekend. <laughs> no, but like, I don't remember if she had like a full muscle tear or what it was. No, I'm pretty sure it was something to do with her back. It was in her back, but that's what I mean. It's just like you can't, you gotta really let. Especially that stuff when heal. it comes to spine stuff, man. You like spine and neck is like the most crucial shit in your body, and uh, especially as a professional wrestler too. Yeah, yeah. So good on her for taking care of herself, and good on her coming back and just whooping ass man uh, making it very clear that she's uh she's not fucking around well 
here, here's the thing. The last time that Thunder Rosa was on TV, she was the women's world champion. So it's very clear that she's going to be coming back for that championship. Yep, she's not she's not coming back and just sliding back into her place. She's going to prove it as she works her way back up there, which is good. I'm very excited for it. As we move into your number one for this week. My number one we already covered. My number one that's correct. was we, the... That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Buddy, the Buddy Gar- Matthews and Garcia. My so. number one was your main event for the evening, the okay. Blackpool Combat Club taking on Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. First off... Anytime Eddie King is on my TV is fantastic. Good to see Ortiz back on TV, too, and looking really good, too. Like, he is. Yeah. When you compare the shape he was in to what he's in now, it's genuinely mind-blowing. And props to Ortiz for taking that uh, initiative and going through the transformation that he has. I'm genuinely blown away. Um, I don't think we have talked about it either. Claudio and Brian uh, had a promo earlier in the night as well talking about the match and uh, Lexi making it a point to be like, hey, you both lost to Eddie Kingston in the Continental Classic. And Brian's like, yeah, I know. That was my low point of my career. Ironically enough, probably Eddie's high point in his career because like, that he, he beat me and that's not going to happen again. And uh, basically saying that he's coming for that Continental crown and Claudio's like, all right, we've wasted enough time talking about Eddie. Like, let's let's get down to business. I was so. gonna say they've both got major Eddie issues. Is that like daddy point. issues? I, in my head, <laughs> yes. In my head, yes. They have major Eddie issues. But uh, yeah, no, the really hard hitting match. Ortiz brought it as well, but unfortunately, it was him taking the brunt of it in the end, as uh, Danielson just beating the crap out of Ortiz in front of Eddie, as Claudio just kind of. Uh, he ended up low blowing Eddie in the ropes with the referee's back turn. Interesting way of yeah. just like pulling him into the ropes with his legs around it, so he just uh complete crotch off the rope. Yeah, off the bottom rope. It was it was a really unique way of doing it. But yeah, referee turn. So Eddie's down from the low blow, just watching Ortiz get the shit kicked out of him, and uh, ends up leading into Brian's Basako knee for the one two three. An insult to injury, to say the very least. Not only do we get the low blow on a, not only do we just have him obliterate or his best friend obliterated right in front of him. Brian, after the match, walks up to Eddie saying, "You ain't gonna hold those championships long," and proceeds to spit in the man's face. One of the most disrespectful and disgusting moves that I've seen in any wrestling match. In the words of Nigel McGuinness, "The king of the clams was the king of the bums." <laughs> All right then. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting bout. Uh, whether they're setting this up for Revolution, whether this is something that we're going to see before Revolution. Um, regardless, I am excited to see these two go at it again. Uh, we we saw a banger of a match from them in the Continental Classic. Uh, we've seen them kick each other's asses before. So, with the storyline and the build up between these two, I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be a killer match when they eventually go at it again. So. Especially with, like, the animosity that is building. Mm-hmm. Like, even when we see Eddie Kingston backstage, he has no time for backstage promos. He's like, no, literally, I just want Literally, him and, or- him and Ortiz had a promo, too, before the match. And he's like, uh, do, like do, do we have to do this? Like, did, did you get what you want? Like, we're, we're done here? And Ortiz was like, all right, I'm going to translate that for you. He lets, He does his talking in the ring. We'll see you out there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's good that uh, we now have a Kingston translator in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's the intensity in that rivalry is unmatched right now. So really looking forward to seeing the uh, the payoff between the back Blackpool Combat Club and Eddie Kingston and potentially Ortiz going forward. Yeah. 
But uh, speaking of the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, we had uh, John Moxley kicking off Collision, taking on Shane Taylor and uh, defeating Shane Taylor. But I think the note of this match is actually the promo he cut after the match because making it very clear whether it's a foe or somebody he's a friend with, he's basically telling everybody to step the hell up. Yep. And it was very interesting to note that he said, colleagues and people he teams with as well so calling out his own faction in the process as well to step their game up he just wants to fight yeah and he, he wants to see people step up and actually fight as well he has been the standard bearer for aw from day one um no questions asked and uh continuing to do that so props to john moxley and shane taylor brought it as well um i think it's to be noted that uh at one time shane taylor was looked at as like a an undercard tag team guy. And now he's a former ring of honor television champion. He's a mainstay. He's a, a leader of a faction. Like he's really coming to his own and, uh, looked the part here against John Moxley too. So props to him for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we move on to the top flight and private party promo that took place or sorry, following, uh, Dante Martin's match with Adam Copeland, uh, talking about his match, private party coming in saying, Hey, understand you guys got up on us, but, we ain't done yet. And uh, Darius getting so hot to be like, all right, you got, you want to do it? Let's like, let's run it back. If you guys are so confident, let's run it back. And uh, private party agreeing to it. And clearly there's some unfinished business there. The biggest pop for the promo for me though, was uh, Isaiah Cassidy just casually putting like a, I think like a bandana or something on Lexi's head. And Lexi's just kind of chilling there <laughs> doing the promo with bandana on her head. Poor, Le- poor Lexi. She's just, Often just a victim of the chaos. Yeah, shoes, bandanas, you never know what you're going to get hit with. Um, Let's see. There's really not much left on this show. Uh, We had the Roddy and Matt Seidel match. Yes, Roddy making it very clear that he's coming for the international championship. Uh, He's going to continue going through competitors to make a statement to the champion, that being Orange Cassidy, and he did so uh, as uh, picking up a big victory with that disgusting high knee into his end of heartache uh, suplex backbreaker and looking dominant as always Roderick Strong uh, may potentially be your next international champion and honestly with the way the Undisputed Kingdom going it it genuinely wouldn't surprise me he's been really on like a power streak lately Mm -hmm. he's he's really proven himself in AEW and it would not surprise me to see him holding some a title at some point soon Kingdom had the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, uh, Roddy coming for the International Championship this upcoming week on Dynamite. You have Wardlow taking on Trent Beretta as well, another match for the Undisputed Kingdom. So they're making their mark on every single show and uh, making it clear that they're they're coming for gold. Yeah, and that uh, just about wraps up Collision, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, let me just quickly dive into Rampage as we had Chris Jericho versus Matt Seidel, another guy making a uh, double appearance this week on uh, shows as we had Matt Seidel on Collision and Rampage this week. Jericho getting the victory, but uh, to be noted after the match, uh, walking up the ramp and getting attacked by Takeshka, a uh, little bit of a separation between the two, so clearly stuff not done between the Don Callis family and Chris Jericho. Um, obviously, them costing Jericho and Guevara the Tag Team Championship match, so that's that. Um, we had Penta Elze Romero against Anthony Henry. Very straightforward match. Um, Penta getting the victory. We had a backstage promo after the betrayal or supposed betrayal of, uh, 
Cool Hand Ange by, or sorry, of Ruby Soho of by Ruby, Cool yeah. Hand Ange. Um, as Soraya and Ruby are walking backstage, Ruby just kind of snapping about the whole situation. Harley Cameron packing, popping up in the background, and uh, yeah, Harley Cameron got the brunt of it as Ruby grabbing her by the throat, pressing her up against the wall, asking her why him, why him, why him, and Harley blaming Anna J, saying Anna put her up to it. Ooh, interesting twist there. All so, right. And then uh, you had Harley and Ruby walk off and Renee giving Saray a look and <laughs> Saray being like, don't you dare look at me like that, Renee. As I said yesterday watching it, uh, Renee is just a girl's girl. She she can see through this BS that's happening right now and she's not here for it. Speaking of BS that's going on and potentially seeing through it, Chris Statlander being... Accompanied to the ring by one Stokely Hathaway taking on Queen Aminata, uh, picking up the victory. But what needs to be talked about is the backstage promo afterwards as uh, Statlander and Stokely kind of uh, conversing. And you see Willow being like, yo, like you're, you're not you're not doing this, are you? And Willow and Stokely going at it. And then Statler kind of being like, all right, enough. We'll figure this out. And Willow's like, y- you're giving him a chance? What? So uh, clearly the relationship between Stokely and uh, Statlander potentially going to that next level. And I'm really intrigued to see if maybe a heel turn for Statlander, maybe a little bit of a character change. I could see that. I'm a sucker for Stokely. So I, I'm actually super intrigued in the storyline right now. I'm definitely intrigued to see where this goes. Um, we had, speaking of... Uh, Tension. Yeah, tension to say the least. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh talking backstage about the whole situation with their stable right now. No Jer- Jeff Jarrett. I was going to say Karen and Jeff and somehow. Jaren. Yeah, ended up combining names. But no Jarrett's insight this week as uh, <laughs> we have a funny uh, thing where we have Sanjay pitching to kick out one of the Jarrett's. We have Satnam pitching to kick out the other Jarrett. Lethal's like, what, what are we doing? Like, we're arguing about dumb stuff. This is what I'm talking about. Like, I, I wanted to be a champion, and I it was going to be a tag team champion, but clearly that's not working out. Maybe I need to do my own thing, so. Poor Sanjay and Satnam always just trying to, like, make people happy, and it's just not going so well. Poor Satnam. Poor Satnam. He's just there. Poor Satnam. But a uh, hell of a main event for Rampage as two of the death-defying, most death-defying guys in AEW going at it, as we have Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen. Um, some of the clips I've seen from this match, absolute insanity, legit. I cannot say enough good things about this match from what I've seen, and go out of your way to check this match out, because some of the bumps these guys were taking, Jesus. Well, especially Darby lately. He scares me. Like, so he, the the I don't even know the good word. The risks he's willing to take on his body. Mm -hmm. The bumps he's willing to take. Just the absolute crazy spots he's willing to take. Blow my mind. Yep. And uh, clearly they're teasing something with the Hardys here. As uh, Darby ended up picking up the victory in this match. Continuing his momentum. And uh, potentially leading to that uh, career ending match for Sting. As him and Sting going to be teaming up to take on the Young Bucks, but uh, going back to the the match here on Rampage, a post-match handshake being extended by Darby Allen and being refused by Jeff Hardy, so 
Uh, Hardy clearly showing a little bit of a change in character, uh, a little bit of a egotistical well, side. I was gonna say a little bit of a tension, a heel turn, whatever you want to call it, but uh, clearly a little feeling a little too good for Darby. Well, even some of the uh, the posts that Jeff's been putting on, being like, "Oh, we're stuck to Rampage. We should be on Collision and Dynamite, but unfortunately, we're on Rampage," making it very clear that there's some sort of uh, angle going on with the Hardys and, uh, like you said, a heel turn or something going on. But either way, Darby picking up the victory and uh, go out of your way to check this match out. But, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for this week's edition of Collision Catch-Up. I appreciate you guys for coming coming on. No? Coming to listen. Coming to listen. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, yeah, Dynamite this week, uh, I forgot to mention, Adam Copeland versus Minoru Suzuki. Oh, that's going to be insane. The most random match ever. Uh, you have Jeff Hardy taking on Swerve Strickland, which is also going to be a killer match. So I guess so, Jeff Hardy's getting his wish. He's not on Rampage. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, and then you've got a sit-down interview with Ponderosa and... Deanna Prazo. Yeah, there you go. And Tony <laughs> Storm, as Tony Storm... Uh, Mentioning, yeah, she knows who Deanna Prazo is. It was an uh, interview that ended up being uh, posted after Dynamite, and they did air it on Collision this week. Um, so they're going to have a face-to-face, and uh, Sting and Darby Allen going to be addressing the whole Young Bucks situation. So very interesting episode of Dynamite as we're on the road to or sorry, Collision. Wow. On the road to Revolution, and uh, we're done here for Collision Catch-Up. We'll see you on next week's episode. I'm... At Matthew Grant first, A is a four. Continue to follow me on my independent wrestling journey. I will be in uh, a different country next week for a show. Uh, technically not promoted for it. I was literally about to promote the show, and I was like, uh, no. So stay tuned to my social media and see where I pop up. I will be popping up in a couple of different U.S. promotions over the next couple of weeks, as well as, obviously, the Ontario promotions I am regular with. So stay tuned to my socials and uh, follow along my journey. And you can find me on all forms of social media at Aaron154Grant. I really don't know anything too exciting to promote right now, but I'm also just kind of following along for the journey. So uh, feel free to give me a follow. See what I'm up to. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to Collision Catch-Up today and have a great day. (laughs) 